Welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odoms. Thanks for joining me. I hope everyone had time to spend with family and friends, enjoying each other's company over the holiday, the Christmas holiday. I pray that it wouldn't be about the gifts that you were receiving or the gifts that you were giving, but that you remembered that it was Jesus' birthday that we were celebrating and that you took time to reflect on Jesus being born and what Jesus' birth meant to us who believe in God, who believe in the resurrection, who believe in Jesus. I pray that we weren't caught up on the gift giving and the gift receiving, but we knew the reason for the season. Okay, the episode title for the day is Even Now. And I'm going to be reading John 11, verses 1 through 44. It's a lot of verses, but that's where I'm starting at, verse 1. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation Bible. A man named Lazarus Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it will happen for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. My first point here is God allows things to take place for him to get the glory, not man. That's my first point. Verse four says, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus sickness will not end in death. No, it will happen for the glory of God. So that the son of son of God will receive glory from this. So God allows things to take place for him to get glory, not man. Verse five. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judah. Now, he don't hear that Lazarus is sick, but he stays for the next two days where he's at. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judah were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they can they can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. So here, my my second point is Jesus told them what he was going to do. He said, I'm going to go and wake him up. Verse 12, the disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let's go see him. My next point, Jesus to me is saying, me not being there will cause you to really believe what I am about to do. 
So that's what I feel like Jesus was saying. Me not being there is going to cause you really to believe what I'm about to do. Verse 16, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too and die with Jesus. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem. And many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary, Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. So Martha saying, but even now, I know that God will give you, Jesus, whatever you ask. Martha had enough sense to know that if Jesus had been there, he could have kept her brother from dying. Then she goes on to say, but even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. What I get from this is Martha saying, still, she knew God would give Jesus whatever he asked. He, Jesus going to his father and asking for something, God going to give it to him. Verse 23, Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rise at the last day. Here, Martha is, Martha like, yeah, he going to rise at the second coming of Jesus. At the second coming, but Jesus was speaking of the present. Jesus is like, your son will rise, your brother will rise again. Jesus is speaking of present tense, but Martha is speaking of like whenever I, whenever our family members and we lose loved ones and they die in Christ. And when Jesus returned, the ones that's in, in Christ that's dead, they're going to rise first. That's basically what Martha was saying. But Jesus, Jesus like, no, he's going to rise in the present. Verse 25, Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live. Even after dying, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die, will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When, Martha, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell to his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. So here, Mary also knows how powerful Jesus is by telling him, if you had been here, my brother would have died. Mary, Mary is saying Jesus could have basically kept her brother from dying had he been there. She didn't even realize what was about to take place, but she knew that if he had been there, he could have healed her brother. He was sick, but if Jesus had been there while he was sick, he could have healed her brother. Verse 33 says, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him, he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. 
The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him? But some said, this man healed a blind man. Could he have kept Lazarus from dying? So right here, there were some in the crowd doubting Jesus, saying, if he healed a blind man, could he not have kept Lazarus alive? Verse 38, Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone away, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see the glory, that you would see God's glory if you believe? So this verse right here, Jesus is reminding her of what he said. And sometimes we have to be reminded that we will see God's glory if we believe. Verse 41. So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Even now, even now, so back up in verse 22. I'm going to go back to 21. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not be dead. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask is what she was basically saying to Jesus. So what I want to say is Jesus, Jesus allows things to take place for him to get the glory, not man. If it's something man can do within their own power, then God won't get the glory from it. There's things that God will call you to do that will make no sense at all to you. It won't make sense at all. And you will look in you will look in look at the reality and say, you can't do it, or I can't do this. But that's the point. If God has called you to do something, you can be certain he's going to come through for you with everything you need to do it. Your job is to trust God, not what, and not in what you see in reality. So when God calls us to do, do things, we have to have enough faith to know, well, if he called me to do it, he going to provide. Whatever I need to get it done, he's going to provide it because he know I can't do this within my own power. I, I am nothing without him and I can do nothing without him. When I'm talking to God, when I pray, those are things that I say, God, you know, I'm nothing without you. I know that I am nothing without you and I can do nothing without you. Like I depend on God for everything. That's, that's, that's who I am. Like I, my life is dependent upon God. I make him a part of my everyday life. I know that I am nothing without him and I know that I can do nothing without him. But when he calls us to do things in the reality, it won't make sense. 
when we think about and we we look around at, at our resources and what we have, we probably won't even have everything that we need to get it done in that moment. But God knows he's placed everything inside of us to get it done. He just needs us to have faith enough to take the first step. Whatever the, the first instructions he gives us, he wants us to have enough faith in him to say, okay, I'm going to take this first. I'm going to follow the first instruction. After you follow the first instruction, then something, the next instruction will come through. When God tells you something, believe it and don't doubt God. Remember, God can't lie. Lying is not in his nature. So if he tells you something, you can take it to the bank, like some people say. If God tells you something, you can take it to the bank. You can trust and believe whatever God told you, it will come to pass as long as you be obedient to what he tells you to do. Now, God tells us to do things all the time, or he shows us or tells us something. And if we don't follow his instructions, if we're not obedient to what he tells us, then we can't, can't expect what he's saying because it's not just, okay, God saying, I'm going to do this for you. He's telling you he's going to do something for you, but he also gives you instructions, meaning you got to be obedient to what he's telling you to do. Just like whenever your parents, you was younger, your parents give you chores to do. You get allowance every Friday, but you got to do your chores all during the week if you expect that allowance. You can't expect to get allowance on Friday if your parents already don't say it. If you don't do your chores during the week, you ain't getting nothing on Friday. So what you do, you're going to do your chores during the week because you want that allowance on Friday. When God tells us something, he, he wants us to be obedient. Now, keep in mind, he gives us free will, which basically means we're not puppets and he ain't pulling our strings. He's not going to make us do anything because we have free will. But he wants us to be obedient to the instructions that he gives us because there is a reward when we be obedient to God. What I learned from this story is that Jesus was intentional about not going to Lazarus right away. When he learned he was sick, when he learned that he was sick, the people knew Jesus could heal the sick. But Jesus waited, knowing what he would do when he got to Lazarus' body, would give God glory. Then before he brought Lazarus back to life, he looked up and thanked God in advance for hearing him and said, You always hear me, but said it out loud for the people so so they would believe and and so that they would believe in who God sent which was Jesus. So what we got, what I want us to take away from this is, I don't know what situation you may be in or what you may be facing. You may be done prayed and asked God for something to feel like God haven't answered. But according to this story, even now, even now she knew that whatever Jesus asked his father, his father would give it to him. She had that, she had that much sense to know that even now, whatever you ask, it says, hold on, let me go back. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. She she knew that. She knew that God would give whatever Jesus asked. And when we pray, we go to when we pray, we go to Jesus and ask Jesus for things, depending on what it is, because God's will is always what's best for us. It's depending on what we're praying for. What we're praying for might not be the part of God's will. It ain't if it ain't a part of God's will. And he don't give it to us. Sometimes we try to make things happen on our own. We end up creating a bigger mess because we're trying to force something that ain't even a part of God's will, which he gives us free will. But we pray and ask him for things. And depending on if it's a part of his will or not, what his answer going to be. If it's a part of his will, it may be a part of his will, but it may not be a part of his will right now in that moment you're praying and asking for it. God might be saying you're not ready for it or not yet. 
or he may be telling you, no, he got something better for better for you. But what we got to be mindful is whatever God says, he's going to do, God will do it because he's not a God that will lie. The Our job is to be obedient and follow through with his instructions on what he has said. Because God gives us instructions, but the key is, is we listening, is we doing what he's telling us to do. We praying and asking for things. Sometimes you pray and ask God for something and God is like, you ain't did the last thing I told you to do. But you coming to me asking me to do this. But I told you to do such and such several weeks ago. He had to remind me before Christmas, I went to him venting about somebody else. And God said, you come to me venting about him, but you come to me venting, but you didn't do what I told you to do last week. He had to remind me, which when he told me to do it, it's not like I wasn't going to do it. It was just when he told me to do it, I didn't go right then and do exactly what he said do. I wasn't trying to get out of it because I knew if he told me to do it, it was a reason I'm, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to do exactly what you tell me to do. But I didn't go then and do, I didn't go right then when he told me to do it. And so he reminded me, you didn't do what I told you to do last week. When he reminded me, I said, I'm going right now. You right. I, I said to God, you is exactly right. I didn't do it, but I'm going right now and do exactly what you told me to do. Sometimes he will remind us. It's our job to be obedient. It's our job to follow through. And it's, it's not our job to sit and try to figure everything out. You not supposed, the Bible says, lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge God and he will direct our path. We as humans, we try to, we want to try to understand everything. We want to try to make sense of everything before it takes place. Um, God tells us to do something or God shows us something. We sitting up for saying, I don't see how that's going to happen. That don't even make sense. I've said this before. God has told me something and I've said before, I don't, okay, but I don't know how that's going to happen because this is what's going on right now. Well, if God said it, I know God ain't no liar. Even though I can't see how it's going to happen right now because I know what's going on in reality. I don't know what's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen six months from now or 12 months from now. All I know is if God said it, it's going to take place. I just need to be obedient when he called me to do something, or when he tell me to do something, I need to be obedient and do what he tells me to do. Um, Michael Todd, who did a series on crazy faith, he said, faith starts where your understanding ends, which basically what I got from that is we always trying to understand something. It ain't our job to understand. The Bible tells us lean not on our own understanding. We ain't supposed to be dependent upon our own understanding because the way God do the way God does things, it don't make sense to man. It just doesn't make sense. And that's the way he wanted to be. He wanted not to make sense to man because he God, like he's that powerful. Before I close, I would like to say a prayer over my listeners. I hope this made sense to you all. And I hope you was able to grasp my points about the fact that God waited before he rent the Lazarus. Like he waited, he found out Lazarus was sick. He waited a couple of days before he decided to go. And then whenever he shows up, they like Lazarus don't been in the grave for four days. He's smelling right now. You want us to roll away the stone. It was a purpose behind why he wanted all that to take place because he wanted them to see that it was his father that sent him and he wanted God to get the glory from what he was about to do. Okay. Father God, I come to you with a humble heart. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for this day. I thank you for every listener. 
who will hear this podcast, I pray that it doesn't fall on deaf ears. I pray, Father God, that they would get whatever they need from what I said in this in this episode, that they would get it and be able to apply it to their personal lives, Father God, in whatever way that it is meant for them to apply. I pray, Lord, that when you speak to your people, that not only did they be hearers of what you said, but Lord, that they would also be doers. I am learning, Lord, that the more I am obedient to you and not trying to question how, why, or it don't make sense, I'm learning, Lord, that the easier life is for me. Um, I'm at a place in my life where I'm just at peace. I'm at peace in every area of my life. And Lord, I know that that's nothing on me, that that's all you. But I do know that it takes having an intimate relationship with you, being with you, doing everyday life with you and not just doing Sunday morning service with you or every morning saying a prayer and then every night saying a prayer, Lord, it's, it's in between. It's in, it's the in between too. It's not just Sunday mornings or every morning when I get up and pray to you. And then every night when I say a prayer before I go to bed, Lord, it's throughout the day that I talk to you. I make you a part of my everyday. I come to you. Your word says, um, lean not on my own, on our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge you and you will direct our path. And Lord, the more I walk with you, the closer I get, I realize that I am coming to you to acknowledge you. I'm bringing you a part of every aspect of my life and asking you, Lord, should I do this or should I not? Lord, what are you trying to teach me in this moment or in this season of my life? What are you trying to show me? And I pray that your people get to a place to where they realize that it's not just me, but you want to be incorporated in their everyday lives as well. Even the little small things that they think that they think, oh, that's too small to go to God. No, you are their father. And I pray that they understand that the same way those that have children and their, and their children come to them as parents and ask them for things. You want us to come to you and ask you for things because you're our father. You're our loving father. And that's what you want. You want that intimate, close relationship with us. Father God, I thank you. I pray Lord that whatever may be going on in the listeners ears, father God, the title of this episode was even now. I mean, Lazarus was dead, but you sent your son to bring him back to life. You, you was intentional. It, the whole thing was set up intentionally because he wanted them to believe and he waited before he went, even though he knew Lazarus was sick, he still waited before he went. And then when he goes, they saying, okay, it's been four days. He is smelling. But because you said to roll a stone back, I'm going to be obedient. He rolled the stone back. Jesus looked up and thanked you, Lord. I pray that your people will get in the habit of thanking you in advance, Lord. Thank you in advance for things that they've came to you and asked you for. Thank you in advance for deliverance. Thank you in advance for healing. Thank you in advance for those those um family members or children that may have backslid. And Lord, thank you in advance for what they know that you can do if they put their faith and trust in you. And not only put their faith and trust in you, but Lord, they gotta they gotta have faith to believe that can happen, and they gotta expect it to happen. They got to expect it. They can't just have faith and say, oh, I hope it happened. They got to expect, they got to expect it to happen. But at the end of the day, God, what I have learned is your will is what's best for every one of us. So Lord, I do know that if they're praying against your will, and if it's not a part of your will, Lord, then they shouldn't want it. That's how I am. If it ain't for me, God, I don't want it. If it's not a part of your will, I don't want it because I know you know what's best for your children. You created us, you know, you knew us before you created us in our mother's womb. So you know what's best for your children and you always want us to have the best. God, I love you and I thank you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus name. Amen.